Hello, everyone, and welcome to Griplock Foundation Disc Golf's weekly podcast. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Connor. So I guess not technically as always. Trevor's not here. I mean, uh, you're always joined. By I am me. always. <laughs> yeah, the, never mind. I just not. I almost said joined as always by Trevor, and then I realized. Nope. Not Unless Trevor. Trevor's grown a ginger beard. He has been here. working on it. We've been talking about it. I've been giving him tips. Lots of carrots. <laughs> uh, no, he's not here. He probably won't be here for the next few weeks. He's at home with his wife prepping for the arrival of their new baby. Mm-hmm. So um, send some well wishes to them in the chat. And by the chat, I mean the comment section. <laughs> what are well wishes? We're not live. It's basically like you're hoping their well does like well. Flip a coin in the well for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, we're going to kick it off with a little Patreon question of the week. We have the All-Star Weekend to recap everything that went down there. We're going to do a little Trevor's trivia, um, but I'll do it. Uh, DGN <laughs> announced new packages, and we're going to announce the Manufacturer's Cup. So you're not going to want to miss this episode. But first, we're going to kick it off with a little Patreon question of the week. This comes from patreon.com slash foundationdiscoff, where we have our Heiser Club mailbag. So much fun. Each and every week. Basically, people ask us anything and everything, and we answer all of it. Uh, this is We try to pick a disc golf question for Griplocked, but if you are interested in the non-disc golf stuff, that goes down over there, too. Again, that's patreon.com slash foundationdiscoff. You can actually join and get a seven-day free trial so it's a lot of hypotheticals and us reading way too into stupid questions yeah i also yeah. just posted this past weekend on saturday so you'll get access to all the previous posts as well um, i posted a video walkthrough of our new space that's being built out currently so if you want to get yeah. a little behind the scenes look at where we're moving to in just a few short weeks you can head over there and um you can get a little sneak peek at that too so lots of behind the scenes stuff goes up on there but this is from josh alcock he said, I want to know your worst possible pitch to get people to play disc golf. And by that, I don't mean short. Give me three sentences at least. Example, you get to spend a lot of money on new discs every week. So basically, three sentences that are true about disc golf, but will make someone never want to play it. Mm-hmm. Grow the sport. Uh, Courtesy of Josh. Mine would be along the lines of, do you want no one to really understand what your hobby is and whenever they finally Mm. do understand it after you explaining it they're not impressed by it and they just think (laughs) you're weirder then you would love disc golf (laughs) i think i'm gonna go with um i'm gonna just stick to the same vibe i went with on the on the mailbag Mm -hmm. which was uh basically do you want to go to do you ever go to a park and you see people and you think man those people are really weird right now you know i want to avoid them at all costs well, to join them, all it costs you is 15 bucks at a used section, and you can head out and be the weird people in the park. Mm-hmm. Hashtag keep disc golf weird. Yeah, be the weird people in the park. Yeah, I think we said we were going to make merch. Yeah, we do. We kind of want to make a t-shirt that says, like, we're the weird guys in the park, but also, I'm not sure that'll land. <laughs> be the weird you want to see in the world. I love that. Yeah, I think Gandhi <laughs> said that. <laughs> yeah. So this past weekend was the All-Star Weekend, Disc Golf All-Star Weekend. Uh, there was a lot to take in, a lot to take in. First off, the results, we'll just go there. Team Missy and Team Isaac took it down, which I think, I think was our predictions. I know Team Isaac was our prediction. Um, he had all the sleepers. No shock, they took it down. Team Missy, I can't remember if we took Missy or own, but I think we took Team Missy. So Missy Mm. and Isaac take it down. Weather was gross. Weather is awful. So FBO played doubles 18 holes Saturday morning, but then every other round was just nine holes. So, um the MPO doubles in the afternoon and then FPO and MPO singles on Sunday was all just nine holes. But even the singles, they did like a nine hole safari layout and just played it twice, Mm -hmm. which was kind of weird. I thought, but, um, weather is gross. So looking at scores, you can't really take too much in. 
Uh, so Katrina Allen, the skills competition was Friday and you had a mix of people who were all stars and mix of people who were like coming in just for the all-star event. The skills competition was like as fun and exciting as you can, you can make it. Yeah. The distance contest electric, right? You had Anthony Barella won with like a 715 foot throw. Mm. Crazy. Um, I believe the FPO, I think Eliezra Mittling won with like an over 500 foot throw for FPO, something like that. Wow. Um, so distance contest fun putting meh i mean it, it's just tough you can't really make putting exciting i think mm-hmm. is what they keep running into it is very true and the same thing with the accuracy accuracy they just had a t-pad and then they had like basically four or five mandos you had to make so one was like right of the tree one was a little bit less right one was straight and then one was like a forehand basically and you got points based on how close you were um uh, it was tough i think it actually got flagged on youtube because they were playing copyright music in the background you could softly hear it i tweeted i forget what um i said something along the lines of like what does my friday night consist of oh i'm just watching a bunch of disc golfers putt with pitbull playing softly in the background (laughs) what about you because it was just playing uh the i forget what the song hotel lobby great way to describe disc golf to somebody yeah yeah. (laughs) uh i think it was like the hotel lobby i think is pitbull's that song but that was what was playing in the background and the fact that i could hear it enough to recognize it doesn't surprise me that youtube could hear it enough to recognize it in that it got taken down um so that was interesting enough but yeah the skills competition kind of was what it was um, I think they'll always struggle to find a way to keep everything entertaining except for distance because distance is fun. Like it's cool to watch people throw. Just throw as hard as they can. Yeah. Um, but one thing that was interesting was Katrina Allen kind of popped off in the putting competition, mm. which prompted a tweet that was within 24 hours. Re- uh, uh, well, maybe it wasn't 24. I guess it would have been 48 hours regretted by me, which <laughs> I said, like I said, something along the lines that she might be back this year after watching her putting. I was like, is this signs of things to come? I think is exactly uh-huh. what I said. Um, and then she, she shot the worst score in singles by four strokes. <sighs> yeah. Dang. So now again, it was disgusting out there. No one, yeah. players weren't motivated. Mm-hmm. No one, it seemed like no one really wanted to be there. And on top of that, they were all just getting dumped on in the rain. So you can't really look at the scores that much. Yeah. But it, it was upsetting. She shot 14 over through nine holes. Um, the winner was Holland Handley at three under through nine holes, which they were, they weren't going, they were going head to head. So like the, okay. the spread there didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. It just mattered, which I think Katrina Allen was up against Ali Smith, I believe. Um, so it didn't really matter that Holland shot that much better, but a little upsetting to see Katrina struggle out there. MPO, there was a lot of rust out there mm-hmm. saw a lot of during doubles we saw i think ricky was paired up with uh shoot who was ricky paired with calvin maybe i don't know whoever ricky was paired with maybe it was ab but no it was definitely ab a lot of missed inside the circle putts like two mm. or three in doubles which is was shocking um again though it's the weather and uh, just general like players didn't really care which is the thing everyone struggles with with the All-Star Weekend. Yeah. We just had the NBA All-Star Weekend was this past weekend. And, like, I don't know if the All-Star is a really cool idea, right? Of, like, you get to honor the players that had the best season or, like, in the NBA that's, like, the current season. Mm-hmm. But there's no dunking in disc golf, so it's there just is. less fun. Now, Tour Life did put out a tweet and said that basically the dunk contest was electric for the NBA. Should there be a trick shot contest? For disc golf, I think that would be the, I would be that would be the closest like similarity. Well, the problem like. is a, a dunk. At the end of the day, a guy can just go up and dunk. Yes, he's going to dunk. That it. is very true. A trick shot. They're going to be able to do what they're attempting. Yeah, a trick shot like 
the end of the day that could be really boring yeah you might you will most likely have like let's just say it was brody smith simon lazat uh you get in i don't know who else you would get in but you get like gannon burr and like one more guy you get a chris dickerson out there Mm -hmm. right there's a real chance that none of them make a trick shot yeah like you could have a 30 like each of them get 10 attempts at like a trick shot and there's judges there's a real chance that like the only shot that goes in was a 30 foot putt that someone threw with their last one and like that's that but it would at least be interesting uh (laughs) at least be interesting but the when it got to the all-star game i fell asleep during the all-star basketball game last night because like it's just no one cares like everyone's like it's an honor to be an all-star but no one cares yeah because there's nothing nothing substantial on the line the Mm -hmm. the nba has like money and stuff but everyone that makes it to the all-star games filthy rich so Mm -hmm. like it's not really making that doesn't really matter the disc golf where disc golf's at like you could put money on the line and make players care Mm -hmm. but then you're taking money away from purses yeah which would be more so i kind of walked away from this weekend like why why does the all-star weekend exist because like it, it was just like it just it took what was a really like i'm super excited and we'll get into some of the other stuff that went on as far as like coverage and stuff but like I think it was the mixture of the rain and weather and then just kind of the like lack of care from players, which I think a lot of it had to do with like we wouldn't be practicing today because of how nasty it is out yet. We have to come play for something that none of us super care about. Yeah. Um, It just like it just took your excitement going into the season and kind of deflated it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you kind of just let the air out for me. Because now I'm like, I'm less excited for chess.com next weekend than I, I was before this weekend. Mm. Just because I like, I don't know. It just, I'm sure once chess.com comes and then there's like some energy in the air. Because it also, with the rain, like no one was out there watching it. Yeah. Like, there was like no spectators. Well, it was also just not really fun to watch yeah, people just, play in the rain. There just wasn't energy. There was like yeah. no energy. It was just flat. And so that it just it was just kind of a letdown of a weekend. There's just like some some things that disc golf does where they like they know that other sports do it, so they try to do it, and it just doesn't quite translate to disc no. golf. And I, I would say that this is probably one of them. I think what we should do is drop the name All Star, mm-hmm. and just if you want to have a kickoff event and you want to honor the best players of last year, two good things, then let's just do a like, just do like a match play bracket in like the top. 10 or 12 people come in right maybe you do the same fan vote so you have like the top four and then the next four fan voted you rank them one through eight and then number one plays eight two plays whatever yeah and you go down like that and it's just a match play bracket it's just a one day exhibition thing and i would just do it maybe do it the day before the chess.com like the kickoff tournament so well, then and that's perfect like because a, if you do match play you get all the things that they're trying to put in the all-star event you're going to get people throwing crushes because they're trying to get closer to a hole yeah. than they typically would because they're just trying to win the hole. You're going to get people throwing trick shots because they're, again, they're just, they're, their score doesn't matter. It's match play. And you're going to get people trying to make crazy putts. Well, that's the other thing I don't understand here is like they, they put people head to head. So like your score only matters against the other person you're playing against, mm-hmm. but then they have them keep score instead of just doing match play. Yeah. Like they, they have it be a match play environment. But then they're like, your score matters. Yeah. Which it, it got exciting because hole nine was a like multiple st- stroke swing holes, a very tough hole. But match play does bring in a little bit more of the all-starness where like all-star game last night, for instance, you had Damian Lillard just pulling up from half court for no reason mm-hmm. because it's the all-star game. Yeah. He hit him electric. Now it's all mm-hmm. over social media. That's a very fun moment. Mm-hmm. Right. And the disc golf thing, like 
you aren't going to have Gannon Burr or someone, which I know Gannon on in doubles, they'd already, it was, they'd already lost. They like ran a putt as hard as they could. But like in general, in a close match, if you and I are playing and you put it under the basket and you have a tap in for your three and I'm 250 feet out for my three, mm-hmm. my only hope is to run that. Yeah. Because as soon as I miss that, I lost. Mm-hmm. So like you, you bring in that like more electric running and energizing thing that at least creates a highlight environment so i would yeah. like to see it be match play but like and also it sounds like it's not as much of a time commitment as for the players so i feel like they'd be it'd be easier for them to get into that's it. what to me if you do it like i said that maybe the day before the event and it's just a one round match play bracket where you know you go through and it's like a six hole matches. So, you know, you have everyone and everyone would play with eight people. You'd go eight down to four, down to two. So six, 12, 18 mm-hmm. holes would be it. So yeah, one round. Um, and then boom, you're done. You have the match play championship champion going into the year. If you want to call it the all-star champion, great. And there, there you go. It gives you still the opportunity to test stuff because in my opinion, I think that's why the, the, all-star weekend exists is so dgn can get all their kinks out yeah and boy were there a lot of them this weekend Mm. so they were struggling with i would assume a lot of it came from this new they like transitioned the back end what they're hosting everything on the the app i'll say looks better um the when i went on my tv before you had you were forced to type in on your tv like Mm. i was forced to type in my email type in now i can actually do the login on my phone huge plus i just type in the code that was something that existed on pretty much every other tv app so i'm very happy that that now exists on dgn it was also streamless um seamless i think is where i was trying to say they're streamlined for me to like streamless there was no stream there was no stream (laughs) well that was a different problem um (laughs) when like you can only have two devices signed in at once and before what would happen is like you would sign in you have too many to sign in so you had to sign all of your devices out and then re-sign it ticked me off every time Mm -hmm. now i can go on my phone and i can see what signed in and i can remove one Mm. so like for instance i was signed in on my phone and i was watching it in um i was watching the coverage in our bedroom while i was putting laundry away Mm -hmm. while my son was napping finished putting laundry away wanted to go watch it in the living room Mm -hmm. so i turned my tv off walk out into the living room sit on the couch turn that tv on and it's already signed in. It's like, you can't play this because too many devices are signed mm-hmm. in. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to log it all out. But then it just said, pull up on your phone and remove a device. So I was like, oh, oh nice. So I pulled up my phone, removed my TV in my living in my bedroom. Boom, it works on my living room TV. That's awesome. So that was like, there was a lot of like benefits I saw that, that were happening. But the only problem I personally had was Saturday morning was supposed to start at like, like I think it was 830. Mm-hmm. Um, but the stream on DGN was scheduled for 930. So I tried watching it at like nine-ish. I turned it on and I, I couldn't get any coverage. Mm. Um, even though people were like talking about it, I couldn't get any coverage. So I was like, this is frustrating. So I tweeted a picture. A lot of people were having the same problem. For me, it just started working at 930. Like mm. when that 930 point hit, it started working. It never stopped. Um, and it worked the rest of the weekend. I didn't have any buffering issues. I didn't have any, it didn't kick me off. Uh, the The quality was fine. Um, you know, as, as good as it, you'd expect it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was frustrating how the weather was gross, but mm-hmm. like that wasn't, they couldn't control that. Yeah. A lot of other people did not have the same experience as I did. There was mm-hmm. a lot of people tweeting just ticked off because like every few minutes theirs would, they would buffer and it would kick them off. Um, There's people that like couldn't watch anything. There was people that paid for access to certain stuff that like didn't get it. And 
so there's a lot of angry people on Twitter, mm-hmm. which rightfully so, if, if what they're saying is true. I the only the tough part is like that wasn't my experience this weekend. So like I had one problem, I tweeted about it, they kind of told me how to fix it, but it kind of fixed itself, and then mm-hmm. I was golden the rest of the way. So again, I don't think it is a huge, huge deal as long as it's fixed next weekend. Yeah. Because I don't think anyone's really paying. Maybe some of you are at home, but in my opinion, no one's really paying the DGN subscription to watch the all-star event. Yeah. If you were, I'm sorry. Um, but next weekend is like, you got to have your crap together. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the whole reason this all-star weekend exists is so that they can try to get all these kinks out to a much smaller audience. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be now they're under a very, very bigger, much bigger microscope going mm-hmm. to next. Cause now they've already had what everyone kind of expected, which is like, the pro tour seems to over promise under deliver mm-hmm. and it seemed to have happened again of like, Oh, you're going to be able to replay stuff, which I could, I went back again mm-hmm. for me. It worked perfectly. Mm-hmm. I had no problem for everyone else. It seemed or on Twitter. It did not seem to go that well to where like some people were upgrading to get like, they're going from their free package to 1299 package. And they were still being told like, you don't have access to this. And they're mm. like, what the heck I just paid. Yeah. I should have access. So like there was a lot of frustrated people online they got a week to figure it out but it that's what it seemed like this weekend now the other other thing that was put into practice this weekend was the pdga live phenomenal it went it was basically udisc they did what they they did what they should have done which is they gave us everything we had from udisc and you could tell that they are working to add new stuff so if you go and look at it now they when players would tap out they would say the exact feet it was from mm. now how exact can that be who knows but it at least told you like from five feet from yeah. 22 feet from mm-hmm. 19 feet and what that did is now you have a like total distance of putts made during it they were able to have that stat which is a really cool stat That's because cool. if i'm throwing the disc really well i might and you you know aren't throwing the disc as well but both of us hit 100 percent circle one putts mm-hmm. our previously our, our stats would look relatively similar mm-hmm. when we realistically had two different rounds and that can that can tell a lot about like what's the next round going to look like because if all of my putts were from five feet and my so my total putting distance for the day would be what 90 feet basically if all my putts are from five feet but if all of yours were from 30 feet yeah you're gonna have 300 and who know you're gonna have like 500 some foot of putting distance or something crazy like that that my math is probably terrible there but you get the difference yeah. to where like we had two completely different rounds even mm-hmm. if our scorecards look the same and it can be like wow connor's actually having a really on weekend putting mm-hmm. and i'm having a really on weekend throwing so then if to the next day my throwing's off a little bit you know and your throwing doesn't have to be on for you to score as well it's just a more fun stat whenever you have more in-depth stuff yeah it's more fun so and then times they were the volunteers were able to update like not only do they have a circle one look for birdie they have a 25 footer for birdie which is also cool to see mm. again not make or break like super important it's just good to see they gave us what we had with udisc yeah and they took a step of like what else can we just add that's not going to do anything more to the volunteers and we were able to see like shot by shot with pdj yeah. live which i was worried about before we were able to see a lot of stuff that i was worried about and so i was impressed with it i think it i think it went well um and hopefully next weekend so this was just like the pdga live next weekend's the beta test of the actual pdga's like new scoring so hopefully next weekend it works just as well as it did this weekend but overall dgn slips a little bit pdga live didn't really slip so 
That's awesome. That's good. That's good to hear because I was a little bit nervous about that, just knowing how how well UDisc Live worked. Yeah, so that's that's cool. Now, like I said, next weekend's the beta of whatever their new thing is, mm-hmm. so it's promising mm-hmm. that it looks like this. But we'll we'll really know next weekend. All of this is like just like preseason figure stuff out. Next weekend's like you got to have it all working. Yeah. So um, I think Saul just died. <laughs> I don't know what just <laughs> happened. Um, the other storylines that I got from the All-Star Weekend were kind of stuff that were brought up during commentary. Uh, first, Owens Goggins is apparently only at about 70% from her injury, so she's mm. still hurt out there. Um, and the other one was exactly what we had all feared, which was Brian was starting to describe Gannon Burr's bag, and he basically described it as being full of collectible rare runs that people oh, had sent him. no. Uh, which is exactly what people didn't like when he was at Prodigy. So basically, to throw what Gannon throws, you have to head to collector pages and not the retail store. That's just not. That's just. It's just not a good choice by Discmania. No, to, to I, allow that to happen. I put that uh, tweet out there of like I said Discmania when they hear Brian describing Gannon's bag, blah blah blah, and it's just like a dude sweating, like freaking out. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people were responding to like, "Well, that's what people did with Innova Hunter." Like, what? But the difference is, you can buy that Innova disc still, uh, exactly. even if it flies a little different. Exactly, an old T bird or an old rock is yeah. still a T bird or a rock. Mm-hmm. An old MD three is literally a different mold. Yeah, like it, that's where the tough part is. Like it's under and the a same different name. manufacturer of yeah, plastic. Exactly. Yeah. So like it, sure they're both MD threes, but like a modern MD three and an old MD three. There's a reason Gannon's throwing the old MD3. Yeah, it's a different company. Yeah. I mean, that they just really, I really feel like they should view it as that because it's just not good for business. No, this is what we. It's were... also not fun. I don't think it's fun to watch either no. because I know that that's not accessible to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. And a lot of people were like, "Who cares? It doesn't matter what pros throw." Look, as a retailer, I can tell you, you're in the minority there. When we see mm-hmm. a pro drop a new disc that they actually bag, and they're the ones hyping, i.e. Simon Lazat, time lapse. Simon Lazat, pixel, right? Paul Macbeth, Zeus, um, Luna's, you know, Paige's passion. Like when a pro, because like you can even see, well, let's look at Paul's line, mm-hmm. right? Paul, when the Zeus came out, he like hyped it up a bunch. It was in his bag. The Luna, same thing. Mm-hmm. The Hades was marketed as like, hey, I'm not really going to throw it, yeah. but you all might like it. Yeah. The Malta is in and out of his bag. Right, mm-hmm. but the ones that Paul's behind a lot more, the Zeus and the Luna, yeah, and the Onyx and the Athena, like mm-hmm. those are for us at least his staple molds that fly off the shelves. Yeah, it's we have a hard time keeping those on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Whereas for Paul, the the Hades and the Malta, which he doesn't throw nearly as much, or they sit on the shelves. Much, yeah, yeah, they sit on the shelves a lot more mm-hmm. because when a pro is regularly talking about a disc, but also showing you it mm-hmm. regularly and how they play, it is more a like more. Uh, the, the common people want it more yeah. because they're seeing it be used. That's by why pros. they use celebrities and commercials. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, that's where the tough part is like, now I see Gannon throw an S line PD two. That is clearly an Innova S line PD two. That makes me want an elixir from Innova. That doesn't yeah. make me want a PD two. Well, and let's, and, and to go with what you're saying as well with we want what the pros are throwing. It's also because who are the people who are the best at this game 
and therefore probably know which discs are the best to throw because they're competing at a high level with them. Probably the pros. Yeah. Like the pros know more about which discs are flying nice than I do. Yeah. And so it makes me think if they really love a disc and really love the flight of the disc, even if it's not, even if I know it's not going to fly the same way for me, I can trust that that's a good disc because this pro is winning with it or they're enjoying it while they're on tour. And so it's, it's a good reason to buy a disc because obviously probably if they're, if they make a disc, or they are sponsored by a company that makes a disc and they actually throw it, then you know it's good. And with Gannon, unfortunately, the and if you don't see this, I think it's blatantly obvious, he doesn't think the new discs are good enough. Yeah. That's what that means. That's that, the message he sends. That's 100% what he's saying. And so that's the big problem is that they just sponsored a player who's saying the discs you're making aren't good enough. Yeah. So I'm going to throw another company that says your name on it. Yeah. And it, it, that's, I think that's just a bad move. Uh, I, to me, again, it's, it's Discmania's fault. And also it makes like, me trust Discmania's new discs way less because Gannon won't even throw them. Yeah. And then to me, that's that should be rule number one in contracts if you're Discmania to me is you don't throw the end of a made stuff. Yeah. If it's end of a made, it's not Discmania. Mm-hmm. That's just a that's a fact now. Yeah. Like it might have the Discmania logo, and I get that's where they are coming from. But like I was saying on debate night, right? Discmania now has a chance where Eagle McMahon was the last like figurehead of the old Discmania. Yeah, you had Simon Eagle like back in the day. You had Simon Eagle, Avery Jenkins, Paul Macbeth, Eric Oakley, Nate Sexton. They were all throwing Discmania. Mm-hmm. None of them are now. Right, Eagle was the last one of those chips yeah. to fall, which Eric Oakley might still have some in his bag because he's open bag sponsored. Mm-hmm. And Avery Jenkins throws this mania, but he's not on tour. Mm-hmm. So Eagle McMahon was the last like face of it, right? Because yeah. Simon's gone. When Eagle left, to me, you now have this new young core that is like Kyle Klein, sure, has like transitioned with Discmania, but he is just now becoming super relevant. Yeah. You now have Gavin Babcock, Alden Harris, Gannon Burr. You uh, Nicholas Antela. You have all these guys now who you have a chance to rebrand, not genuinely like change your logo, but to rebrand how people perceive Discmania mm-hmm. and have all of them back this new plastic. So instead of everyone thinking of Discmania and thinking of the glory days, mm-hmm. you can make this the glory days now. Yeah. The key there is they all have to buy into the current brand and they all have to buy into the new plastic. And by the way, obviously I haven't seen Gannon's bag, but by the way, Brian was describing it on live coverage. It doesn't seem like that's happening with Gannon. Yeah. And to me, that means if I'm Discmania, I'm now stuck in this where everyone's going to be thinking the best Discmania plastics behind us. Mm-hmm. That's not good if you're trying to grow a brand. Yeah. The best Discmania plastic needs to be ahead of us. Yeah. If you want everyone excited to throw your plastic. So I think the reason, I, was, I don't know. I think the reason why I get so passionate about it and why it bothers me so much is because historically i am such a disc mania fan yeah i like my bag was was majority disc mania back in the day whenever it was in a disc mania and i love disc mania i love the brand i love their marketing i feel like it was just really clean made you feel cool whenever you took a disc yeah. mania disc out because it was like simple and sleek and i loved all their players everything Discmania doesn't attract me very much anymore. Just their their new stuff doesn't attract me. I don't feel interested in it. And I think I was really hoping that that Ganon going to Discmania was gonna make me excited about it. Yeah. And it's not because again, he's just he is publicly saying their new stuff isn't good enough for me to throw because I like the old stuff better. And that's what bothers me so much because I'm not going to get invested in a brand that's not moving forward. And ironically, it looks like the company that's reinventing their game the least is Dismania. Yeah. That's why I literally, I used that line on Dismania on, uh, on debate night because I thought it was so funny. I was like, it's time for Dismania to reinvent their game themselves yeah. because like, I, I'm, I'm right with you. You know, the MD3 
through and through has been one of my favorite discs of all time. Mm-hmm. I bag the new MD3s. Yeah. But I just accept that they're not the old MD3s. Mm-hmm. Like I accept I'm going to need an overstable mid because I'm not going to find a new MD3 that's nearly as over, overstable. When the, when the newer MD4s and stuff come out, sure, I'll look at those. But like the, um, I lost my train of thought. But anyways, their new plastic, like they have a chance and they still have a chance yeah. with, with Gannon, with Alden of like, get some of the active line, get some of the yeah. evolution line. Mm-hmm. Cause like a lot of those molds are good. The I method think their is, discs are good. The yeah. method is great. The essence is phenomenal. Um, the instincts really good. Some of the active line stuff, especially like the Shogun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their, their new stuff, like the new FDs, the new PDs, uh, the new DD threes. Like there's a lot of really good discs. Yeah. Now, is it the end of a plastic that we all know and love? No, mm-hmm. it's not. That's okay. Lean into that. Just yeah. accept it. Like, to me, end of a made discmania is not discmania, mm-hmm. and th- like until they accept that, because it's also tough. Because like the guys running the company, I'm sure they have their heart poured th- in that stuff. Yeah, yeah. like Dana Vici, who's like one of the main guys at Innova uh, or Innova, wow, Discmania USA. Mm-hmm. Like he, you know, had the I think he had a signature CD two. Yeah, back in the like he's an old discmania guy through and through. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I'm sure it's tough for them too because like they know just as much as all of us how good their old plastic yeah. was, how good their old discs were. And so I'm sure that's also a tough part too, is like you got to close a chapter of your whole mm. life and open this new chapter. But like you got the perfect opportunity right yeah. now. And when I heard Brian saying that, I was like, they're dropping the ball. Yeah. Because um, so. their discs aren't worse than other companies. Their new no. discs are really good. And I think the plastics feel really good. But if a company doesn't inspire me, I can find a disc that flies really well. I can basically find that other that same disc at another company that that I think is more fun. Or well, because that, that's the problem. So. We literally saw this with Prodigy, right? Of Ganon uh, loved the Bowling Green D3s. Mm-hmm. So did Chris Dickerson. So people loved the X1s. But it was always, always, always the old Prodigy. Yeah. Everyone loved the mac and cheese M4s, the proto mm. M3s. The It was all old. Yeah. So what did that lead to? It led to a brand that had a super high performing team of Isaac Robinson, Gannon Burr, right? Even Kevin Jones, Ezra Robinson. You have a super high performing team that's underwhelming sales wise. Mm-hmm. Sure. The lawsuit definitely had stuff to do with that, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like the lawsuit changed how stuff yeah. sold. It wasn't selling before. Mm-hmm. So you have a company that is putting out really decent plastic nowadays, especially like their really new stuff feels incredible. Yeah. It's some of the best prodigy I've ever felt. I agree and with I've, you. I've played with old prodigy. Mm-hmm. I was on team prodigy back in 20 frick. Was it 2018, 2018, something I was on team prodigy. I have. And when I was on team prodigy, First thing I did was try to get my hands on the old Prodigy because that's what every team member was telling me you had to do. Yeah, We've seen this. It doesn't work with that company. Mm-hmm. Discmania has a chance to change that before it's too late because if you keep going down that road, you'll end up with Prodigy. That's yeah. what you'll end up with is everyone's going to want the... what I don't know what their Bowling Green... Their Bowling Green D3s will probably be end of a May PD2s yeah. and stuff. like That's what you're going to end up with of five years from now. That's what everyone's going to want. Everyone's going to look to. And as a company, you don't make money if people are going to Facebook to buy your discs because that disc you made and already made your money on 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. You make money on the new stuff. So if you want to keep innovating and keep growing, like people have got to fall in love with the new plastic. And I'm, I'm worried that Gannon is going to fall in the trap that he fell into with Prodigy of only liking the old stuff because it's really easy to do with Discmania. Well, he's um, not worth... I'm Well... Uh, he tech on paper he's not worth as much if he's not if he's not pushing plastic correct yeah yeah so. that's the, the end of the day that's just how it is because uh, again it's only certain companies like that where like if he went to we'll just use innova again if ganon went to innova 
and he fell in love with the old T-Birds, it, sure, there's like San Marino rocks and you can get to like Ontario rocks. You mm-hmm. can get to different things. But at the end of the day, a rock's a rock. Yeah. At the end of the day, a T-Bird's a T-Bird. The problem mm-hmm. you come into is a Bowling Green D3 is not the same as the new D3. Yeah. Uh, old MD3, an old PD2 is not the same. Literally, it's a different mold. It's a copy. Yeah, as it's a, this it's new one. A copy, yeah. So, like, that's the problem you get into there is, like, if he went to Discraft and fell in love with a really old, beat-up buzz, still a buzz. Yeah. Like, a buzz is a buzz is a buzz. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's the problem you run into there. But, all right, off the soapbox. <laughs> I just heard Brian saying that, and I was like, oh, no. Our hearts are just so sensitive to, like, old disc mania that this whole thing is just its just hard for me to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Or really easy for me to talk about, I should say. Yeah, it's tough. But, all right, let's hop into Trevor's trivia. So, Connor, yes. I'm going to pull uh, somewhat of a note out of Trevor's book. I'm okay. only going to use brands that I know you know. Okay. Okay, so there's not going to be a brand you've never heard of. Okay. Okay, but I'm going to give you a new named a disc that just got approved sometime in the last few months Mm -hmm. and you just tell me like what it is what company it came from oh what company okay but i but i know these companies you yeah i'm not gonna like for instance there's this one company ripper that come that just came out with the flame skipper oh yeah i've got the flame skimmer i'm not gonna give you that okay Okay. all right that way um they're also side note when i looked at this stokely discs just got two discs approved don't know if that's tied to scott stokely it's but, got uh, surely he got the cart i say he, he cardinal and the wren approved so i don't know if scott stokely's getting into the the disc game but i think we need to just i think we just need to claim it and say breaking news right now yeah scott stokely into the disc game yeah either that or his brother or someone <laughs> has started stokely discs no there's, i have no idea it's gotta be it's gotta be scott i tried going on his social media and like i can't can't find anything. Can't There's find not really, social media. No, his <laughs> social media is gone. No, I just can't find anything about Stokely Discs. So who knows? Maybe There'll probably be an announcement that comes out after this. But yeah. all right, this first one, Connor. Okay. The Drive. The Drive. What company Finish makes Finish line drive? discs. Good guess. It's actually Discraft. Oh. Yeah. They just really? got it approved. Yeah. I don't it does not line up with anything you would have thought. I would imagine that this is going to be in if I had a guess, this is a page pierce disc uh, fierce yeah. passion drive oh for sure you're it. totally right um what do you think it is well let's look maybe a mid she doesn't have a mid she doesn't have a mid looks like a driver she doesn't have a distance driver either maybe it's it like does a, look like a distance driver mm. rim thickness is 2.1 centimeters i think that aligns up with a distance driver it looks like a what if it's like flip lo- up distance driver what if it's like the hades that like everybody loves that'd be sick but like not the not the not great hades yeah that'd be sick that would be sick um all right this next one's the zone gt banger top i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> that did get approved though february oh, 19th all we right one what the did banger we, we, banger must have won yeah oh heck yeah yeah Great welcome job, everybody. welcome to the bang zone ladies and gents <laughs> uh um you know what now you know this one too well all the ex ufo molds just got approved ah okay the the timu discs yeah they all just got approved. Suck. uh okay <laughs> i'll give you those. i'll give you this one the spore the spore cool name um it feels i'm getting either like streamline or mvp vibes or i'm getting lone star oh okay and i'm gonna go with lone star it is actually disc mania I wow. thought you might have got this because we have two of them on my desk over there and you oh, just felt them up like last that. week. I did not know that. <laughs> well, I think the problem is I heard Spore and what my brain was telling me was Spur. 
Ah, like that's fair in the desert. Uh, well, I think so. those are technically the Cloudstone. I think is what they're oh, stamped, okay. but their real name Spore. Okay. Um, how do you spell that? S P O R E. Spore. What does that mean? Is it like a mold spore? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll <laughs> Google. I'll Google. I just don't know what that is at all. Uh, spore is. Dismania's names could mean anything. They've got so many different names. Typically, a minute, a minute, typically one-celled reproductive unit capable of giving rise to a new individual without sexual fusion. Characteristic of lower lower plants, fungi, and protozoans. So it's like a, it's a biology thing. <laughs> so it's like an it's like one of those organisms that reproduce on their own. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, a haploid reproductive cell which gives rise to a gamma. F- Gametophyte. What's that called? That's botany. And the microbiology definition is a rounded, resistant form adopted by a bacterial cell in an adverse conditions. Spore. I don't feel like they know what that means. I don't think, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If, <laughs> it didn't really make sense. That's not a good name. All right, here's your next one. Uh, the new Dismania, dude. It's just not the same. I'm going to give you... Uh, I'll go with three more here. Okay. Uh, this first one we're going to go with is General. General. It's, I mean, that's got to be dynamic disc right correct okay correct yeah that one fits right into their line yeah uh this one is prince prince that's i like that name i do uh it's very proper um i feel like it could be i'm gonna go with mint disc i'm gonna go with hooligan discs hooligan it was west side Westside oh, already has the king and the queen. I'm so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they now have the prince. I forget that Westside exists. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Discmania did get the PD2, the new PD2 approved. So, oh, it's exciting. In my head, Westside is just still dynamic discs. It's just like they like. That's fair. It just is. Um, final one here, and then we'll move on. The ozone. That has got to be MVP. MVP, locked in. I'm oh wait I'm gonna go with trash panda discs yes nailed it it was trash panda How, who told you that like who did you get that information from aren't they they did go dark, dark I think right this now. came out before they went nocturnal oh, okay yeah okay. before they, they went, went dark nocturnal. I'm actually I subscribe to their patreon <laughs> oh okay. so yeah I get all their information <laughs> they're not dark over there uh so DGN came out with last week their new packages there's their 2024 live media plan so the dgn's excited to announce its live media plan for this season which will feature several new and upgraded functionalities thanks to dgn's recent migration to insys video technologies as a network's primary technology service provider and enhanced partnership with amazon web services beginning today the dgn will offer three subscription packages the basic the standard and the pro each subscription package offers different content offerings featuring features and additional benefits for those who opt for the yearly payment option however all subscription plans have access to upgraded platform features, which is live DVR functionality on all devices, 60 frame per second streaming. Tell them how big that is. It's such a big deal. Um, instantaneous <laughs> playback, uh, which that is a big deal. The instantaneous yeah. playback and the DVR, those are both really big deals. Um, and full access to DGPT Europe live broadcast for standard and pro. So their packages essentially, I think there's a graphic down here. So there's three packages the basic the standard the pro dgn basic 5.99 a month or free if you have a pdga membership standard is 12.99 a month or 5.99 a month if you have pdga pro is 20 dollars a month or 12.99 if you have a pdga 
Mm. So the plans here, basically, the free one. So if you're a PGA member, the basic, the free model, or $599 if you're not, you get the first round of all Pro Tour events and select majors, and you get full coverage of the Chess.com Invitational coming up this week, USWDGC, Champions Cup, the final two rounds of Worlds, and the MVP Open. So you'll get some coverage. Mm-hmm. Again, that's $599 a month, 60 bucks a year, or free if you're a PDGA member. So if you're a PDGA member and you want to give the DGN a test, mm-hmm. this weekend's your chance to do so. You can just sign in, basic, get the chess.com invitational try. Make sure you like it before you upgrade to the $12.99 a month base price or $5.99 a month if you're a PDGA member, which that gives you full coverage of all DGPT events and majors, excluding the European Open and the USDGC. That kind of sucks. It also it gives you suck. select bonus features and whole broadcasts. Um, you get Tournament Central on all three packages as well, though. And on the standard, you can have two devices. What gets you USDGC then? So that's the pro. So also in the standard, you also get Jomez coverage ad-free. So you get oh. ad-free Jomez on there. That's cool. And a select Jomez extra content. Now on the pro, which is 20 bucks a month for base or 12.99 if you're a PDJ member, you get full coverage of all events and all majors, including the European Open and USDGC. You also get all bonus feature hold but broadcast and alternate commentary streams. And you get uh, all day coverage plus bonus streams. You can have three devices. You get Jomez extra content, Jomez ad free, and you get ad free live coverage round one only. Now, what they show during when we cut to, to commercials, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, I don't That's know. That's a good point. <laughs> um, but hey, you get ad free. It's just commercials for the PGA. Yeah, it's just that's all it is. Uh, and you get their monthly newsletter, an exclusive monthly newsletter, and two free general admission tickets to a DGPT event if you have the pro. That's kind of fun. Uh, which I think the pro, you uh, that's the yearly benefits. If you have a yearly, mm. you get two free tickets to a pro tour event. So that's cool. Um, this was met with, you know, mixed emotion, mixed reaction, because I think last year it was that if you were just a DGN subscriber, which was just twelve ninety nine a month or five ninety nine a month if you're a PDJ member, you got access to pretty much all of it, um, the like USCGC and stuff. So now on those months, you have to go up to $20 a month. I mean, so here, outside point of view, right? This is how I would work it as a PDGA member. I'm going, for us, we just pay the standard all the way through. We'll mm-hmm. probably upgrade to pro for European Open and then go back down. But like, realistically, you could go as a PDGA member free this month because you get the chess.com invitational next week. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, Waco starts next month. Then you can go to standard and just ride with standard from now until European open weekend. And then I would upgrade to 1299 for the European open mm-hmm. month. And then I'd go back to standard all the way through until USDGC. And then I'd go to pro just for USDGC month. Mm. That's how I would do it. I'd basically view this as I have to pay $7 to watch European open and then $7 again to watch USDGC. Mm-hmm. That's how I kind of view this. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I, I don't know how I feel about all of it in general. Um, I'm I'm team DGN because obviously I'm team Pro Tour. So like I want mm-hmm. the Pro Tour to make money, right? And I want them to be around for the long haul. I think they do a lot, and I understand that that has a lot of costs associated with it. But twenty bucks a month, yeah, that's for crazy. the top tier is like. Whenever you're in like twelve, that's like okay. That's even. I mean, but even twelve ninety nine a month more than Netflix. Twelve ninety nine a month 
if you're like, let's just assume the majority of people that we want to watch disc golf, right? There's millions of disc golfers. Literally, mm-hmm. UDisc has that data. There's millions of people that play disc golf. Okay. There's not millions of PDGA members. Yeah. So let's just wipe the PDGA price from our mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that's asking people to pay 50 bucks a year. So let's wipe that from our mind. It's wiped. Twelve ninety nine a month just to watch live disc golf. Yeah. Because like the, the tough part is here's where, here's to me what this should look like. If we want to have. It does suck. You can't have any casual viewers. Like if we want to have live disc golf be behind a paywall. Okay. Let's make it six bucks a month for everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then let's have the twelve ninety nine month a month tier mm-hmm. have some of the like additional content, but like I'ma just be straight. I don't think anyone cares about the additional content. Yeah. Like we're paying for we're paying to watch live disc golf. Yeah. That's that's it, realistically. And like I understand wanting to add the like they had like the on tour, they have like different podcasts they do, all of that stuff. Like as a company that doesn't have podcasts behind media walls, you can make money off podcasts doing them on YouTube mm-hmm. and selling ads on them and stuff. You can do that just fine. So like, I don't think you have to have them behind DGN. I feel like they get, they're getting caught up in like, okay, well, if we're going to ask people to pay us $13 a month, what can we do to make that value worth it? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, but realistically <laughs> you're asking people to pay 13 bucks a month when all they care about realistically is the live tournament coverage. So I think if you were to just offer the live tournament coverage to everyone at $5.99 a month and just cut your costs on everything else, because like it costs money to pay people to, to produce podcasts, to mm-hmm. pay people to edit all this extra stuff, to pay people to go out and shoot all this extra, trim the fat, get rid of mm-hmm. all of that. We are just doing live disc golf and that's it. Because also I know they're worried about, well, the off season comes, Right. It's a subscription model. You have to understand how humans work to a certain extent. Yeah. You're, you're going to lose some people when mm-hmm. October rolls around and you finish the last Pro Tour event of the year. Majority of us are going to forget. Yeah. Hand up. I've I've never watched anything outside of the DGN live coverage, mm-hmm. and yet I've paid every October through January. Why? Because like, if I'm paying as a PDGA member $5.99 a month, Yes, is it technically worth my time to go do it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it feels like a hassle because you notice it once the six bucks hit your bank account and you notice it then and you're like, oh, I got to go on and cancel and then I have to remember to re-up in February. And just like, it feels like it's not worth it. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, it was only six bucks. You're mm-hmm. not doing the math of it. It's like, oh, well, you know, it's really 20 bucks this whole off season. That's just how the human works with, with the subscriptions. Yeah. Most of us forget we even have subscriptions. Yeah. Like you pay for stuff. Like I've been paying for the gym for planet fitness for over two years for my <laughs> wife and I, and we've went a total of zero times during those two years. Zero. Why? Because I got to drive to the mall to cancel it. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. And that's 20 bucks a month for two mm-hmm. years. That's $480. <laughs> like when you look at it that way, you're like, Hunter, dude, just get in your car and drive to the mall. But like, I don't think of it until the 20 bucks into my bank yeah. account. Like and that's then how you have a whole month to deal with. And then it. I got a whole month of yeah. like, well, I'll get to the mall eventually. Mm-hmm. And then I go to the mall and I'm like, I gotta walk all the way to that door. The food court's right here. That's how I was with our movie passes. Yeah. We'd like, so, it'd be like two months go by of us paying for it. Like, we haven't seen a single movie. That's how subscriptions work. That's why the subscription model is so good. So, mm-hmm. just, I, in my opinion, just let people forget you exist October to yeah. February. Yeah. Like, you don't have to keep putting stuff uh-huh. out. Just let us forget, no, thank you, like, forget you exist. Most of us are going to stay on mm-hmm. and just try to get as many people to the $5.99 a month. Because, like, what I feel like is happening in disc golf right now 
is I feel like people within disc golf are like, we have a bunch of disc golfers. How do we make as much money off of them as possible? Yeah. So they're raising the cost of DGN, you know, all this stuff. How do we make it, how do we monetize them as much as possible instead of being like, okay, we have all these people paying five ninety nine. How do we get more people to pay five ninety nine? Yeah. To me, that's the model, right? Mm-hmm. That should be like, how do we get these casual people or we offer it for free and how do we get live viewership from, you know, 10,000 people to 40,000 people? Yeah. Like that sounds crazy. It's not like there's so many people that watch yeah. disc golf content to get 40,000 people to watch a live stream. Like, well, and also again, you're not with, with what's going on right now. You're not getting any casual viewers. Someone who's no. like interested in disc golf. I've got a lot of friends who just got into disc golf this past year and they love playing. They're never going to watch not live. Gonna, yeah. They're not going to spend $12 a month to watch live no. disc golf but they would watch it if they just had access to it of yeah. course because they're like they they want to get into the sport more because then if you if you're able to grow that if you put it for free on youtube and you're able to grow or if you want control put it for free on dgn even yeah and you're able you to grow it to forty thousand people watching concurrently live now you can make up on advertising revenue way mm-hmm. more because right now you're asking an advertiser to spend a lot of money for not a lot of return yeah and realistically and you're really usually just getting disc golf sponsors yeah well, well because i'm a call like side sponsors i'm a call like i see it right right now the sponsorship value in the pro tour is a goodwill sponsorship value where 90 percent of people paying to sponsor in the pro tour there's mm-hmm. there's two fields there's people who are fooled into thinking that they're going to get a great return on yeah. their money there's a small portion that do get a mm-hmm. good return on their money and then there's a large portion of advertisers who have enough money to throw around and they just want to keep the tour alive. Yeah. So they're doing it almost as like a charitable donation. Mm-hmm. That's not a long-term successful thing. No. Because eventually, if these manufacturers, for instance, they're one of the big ones who are going to sponsor everything that comes out. If they eventually are like, you know what? You know, it, it makes more sense for our bottom line if we don't become the presenting sponsor of 10 tournaments. Mm-hmm. You know, if we stop spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to be present, we're just going to pull that. Yeah. Now the pro tour, the tour is gone. Mm-hmm. Just poof, just like that because of a few decisions because like you're not able to provide the value that you're asking of people because you don't have the eyeballs because to get the eyeballs, people have to pay $13 minimum mm-hmm. to get on there. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like that long-term play. I think this is a short-term, let's try to get profitable quick mm-hmm. play and I think it's going to end up biting them in the butt long term. And I know that disc golf is just far more professional than it was even five years ago. Oh, yeah. Far, far, far more professional than it was 10 years ago. But we have to remember that still the thing that gets everybody into disc golf is how accessible it is and how cheap it is. Yeah. And it's like at the end of the day, the people who get into disc golf, it's super fun. It's super fun. But what gets you into it is it only takes a Frisbee and, and a, maybe a car to get to a, a park. Or buddy with a car, and so it. I just feel like trying to hike up these prices for like this premium, like live coverage experience. It just doesn't. You're not. I don't feel like they're doing a great job advertising to their actual audience. Yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see as things go and as things grow. But I mean, the key here is they got to be able to deliver on what they are promising. The people who pay twenty bucks a month, like they better feel everything that they've been promised is worth Mm -hmm. it. Um, because if not, then you're going to shoot yourself in the foot a lot more because you're going to get people to eventually buy into live coverage just to say, ah, screw it, Jomez was better. Obviously, the Pro Tour owns Jomez, but end of the day, you're able to get, in my opinion, you're able to monetize live better because you have yeah. people watching a lot longer, so they're going to see more ads and you're going to have more eyes. 
you're able to monetize live as someone in content a lot easier than you're able to monetize a 20 minute recap video of a tournament basically. So I'm being interested to see what happens. All right, final thing I want to talk about going into this weekend, the disc golf or our grip lock preview show will be happening Thursday for chess.com invitational. So if you're ready, you're ramped up, ready for the season, um, and you want to know all the storylines, everything that you want to hear going into it, join us on Thursday. We'll be publishing the first preview show of the year. We're super excited. Um, we actually going to be bringing in Joe Henderson to cover FPO for us as well. Uh, we're just we're super excited for the start of the season. It's going to be very fun. We're going to do that for every Pro Tour event and major all throughout the year. So be sure to stay tuned for that. But another thing we're going to be tracking now that the season's coming, we're going to finally do it. We're going to bite the bullet. I used to hate it. I kind of like it now. I, I'm team. I'm team. You know, maybe disc golf needs this, so we're gonna track it. I like the open mind, Hunter. The, I don't even know what you're gonna say. The manufacturers' cup. Oh yes, we're gonna okay. do it. So what we're gonna do for this first season of it with Griplocked is we're just gonna straight up steal the Formula One points. So Formula One okay. has the constructors' championship, mm-hmm. the constructors of the car yep. championship. We're gonna have the manufacturers' cup, the manufacturers of the disc cup. So we're just gonna take. <laughs> their model uh-huh. and so how they work is basically the top 10 places top 10 finishers driver wise for them earn points towards normally towards their individual standing and towards the constructors cup we're just doing it towards the manufacturers cup so basically the top 10 finishers in mpo we're only going to do mpo this year just to see how it works top 10 finishers in mpo earn points for their sponsor mm-hmm. then the end of the year sponsor with the most points wins mm. that's simple so first place is going to get 25 points, second place gets 18, third place gets 15, fourth place gets 12, fifth place gets 10, sixth place gets 8, seventh gets 6, eighth gets 4, ninth gets 2, tenth gets 1. That's how it works. Love it. So if Discraft comes in first, second, third, they get 25 plus 18 plus 15, which all of the math wizards in the room already know, that's 58 points. I did math. I'm proud of that wow. one. Wow. Um, but that's how it works. So You're like a triple S wizard. Yeah. Super stupid soft. I'm trying to get to that quadruple S. Yeah. Super stupid silly soft. <laughs> uh, but that's how it's going to work. So we're going to track that this year. I know people have tracked it in disc golf before. Um, so we're not we're not breaking ground and being the first ever to do this. But we're excited to follow it and just see, you know, maybe this is something disc golf could use. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is a team sport yeah, after all. Maybe. Probably not. But no. I think it's going to be fun to follow yeah, that's and know fun. which team's going to be the strongest at the end of the year. So... We'll update the standings of that every Monday on Monday's episodes of Grip Locked after the event happens. So on Thursday, um, which will be just the day before the live event, we'll predict kind of what we think is going to happen, give you all the storylines. Then Monday is going to be the recap show of what did happen and the updating of the Manufacturers Cup and the updating of our top 10 rankings, which we'll also keep track of throughout the year. Hmm. Do you mind if I give another answer to the Patreon question of the week? Yes. Um, I enjoy to throw frisbees uh in the park but not play catch um so i like to play fetch with myself in the park with a frisbee and i pay 21 dollars a month to watch other people play fetch with themselves in the park there you go nice you want to <laughs> join connor <laughs> welcome to disc golf uh all right it's time for silas's selection wrap up the show is that this right here that's the top box there Ooh. what disc you think's in there con um Good old Silas selection. I think it's a trilogy disc this week. Okay. You had to name the disc. I know. <laughs> Can't just... Ah, uh, you know what? I'm feeling Discraft. No, I'm going to go MVP made. I actually, like, legitimately know for a fact that it's actually a... I love watching <laughs> Silas watch us answer this. It's a felon. A felon? Yeah. 
I'm thinking Raptor. I was feeling wow. Raptor. Both I don't overstable know why. approach or uh, fairways. Oh, oh, it was a dart. dart. We were so close. Totally guessable too. Yeah, yeah, we were so close. This is probably the closest we've been so far. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Trevor lives on. Yeah. We have to get it before Trevor comes back. That would be awesome. We or, have to. Or we'll just lie to him. No, no, we don't lie. We don't lie. Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably just lie to him. <laughs> no, nah, we have to get it before he comes back. That'd be incredible. But all right. We'll see you Thursday on this channel, the Griplock channel. Thanks for tuning in, by the way. If you haven't subscribed, this is on a different channel. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. We'll see you on Thursday for the Griplock preview of the chess.com invitational, the start of the 2024 Pro Tour season. It's here. Who's ready to watch some chess? Get riled up. Let's do it.